0: And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premiere podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. If you're watching the video, you did, in fact, see me take a swig from my Hydro Flask, look at my shirt, and go, these are the same color. Uh, I think it, I think they are. They're mostly the same color. Some type of seafoam phone green or blue, whatever. I'm also colorblind. I'm not. Welcome back, 236, um, Constitutions Podcast. Uh, it's a website uh, from C++ plus Comedy, Premiere. So it's a website. Go there. I don't know the name of this show. I don't know anything that we do here. All I know is that sometimes, sometimes I sit down. I hit the microphone. Sometimes I sit down, and sometimes I record a, a, a middling podcast for uh, three people. <laughs> Me... uh that uh, my stalker <laughs> yeah, not even my stalker will listen to this and um uh uh Rebecca Kennedy from Peloton. <laughs> it's Peloton Homecoming Weekend. Uh, and they have these different events and like uh, things, live shows all weekend long and it's and it sounds fine. But then you look at it and they're just talking about Stuff they've been doing all year, it's homecoming, and sometimes they have new announcements and things, new classes, new uh, 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 t- t- tools. They have a new rower coming out that they will not confirm, but they cons- considerably they have so much hinting towards. What else is going on? What else? What else? <laughs> it's <laughs> closing in on two minutes on this show. <laughs> I gotta pad this out somehow. Now I got a lot of stories. Let's get to it. This is oh I saw Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness you know I'm not a superhero movie person I also saw uh, Star Wars Rogue One and again I'm not a Star Wars person uh, well I was, I was never a Star Wars person but I haven't I've have been a superhero movie person in a long time and then uh, eventually I just gave up because they're everywhere and uh, also I'm stuck with this AMC A-list subscription where if you cancel they get they they have this enticing they on Christmas they had this enticing thing and I I still think they're running the promotion where you get a dollar for the first month. I think on Christmas it was a dollar for the first two months. And then if you cancel after that, you can't sign up for six months. It's ridiculous. I get why they do that, but it's ridiculous. So now I'm being charged 23 bucks a month. That's on top of my other subscriptions. I'll go to the movies left and right. <laughs> Riding on my bike. He's like, get See a 6.30 movie and then get back home at 9 and go to bed so I can go to the gym in the morning. Although that movie ended at I think eight fifty something, so six fifteen to eight fifty something, and thirty minutes of trailers, I looked at my watch. And I was like, tap tap tap, where come on? Uh, it wasn't this watch; it was a different one. But you know, same thing. <laughs> Say the no, the notion is still the same. Speaking of notion, I use notion as my uh, note taker for this uh, for this thing for this podcast. Much more powerful than Google Keep. And uh, since the iPad's being used, I can't use uh, Notation. No, Notability. Notability is what I use for the iPad uh, and the Mac. And then Notion is what I use for everything else. And then uh, I Keep is for Quick Notes. So there you go. That's everything I use. Anyway, Doctor Strange, it was fine. Uh, it's a very much a second movie. I, I, don't, I don't know if I know everything that was going on. And I think they were trying too hard. And there's a lot of exposition. Uh, but it was bright you know i never i've n- i'd never seen the first doctor strange actually no <laughs> someone tried to show it to me and i was not having it Year, years ago when it came out when they first came out on like uh streaming or blu ray not streaming but on blu ray uh, the ability to bite is what i'm saying and someone tried to show it to me and i was just like i'm i don't want to see this movie at all like i'm done with superhero movies i'm sick of this and then i think maybe like 2 or 3 months ago uh, somebody asked me to watch it and i sat down i watched it and i said all right <laughs> i finally saw it uh and and it's still i was not in. i was not in, uh, tantalized by it the second movie fine whatever it does this thing i think the problem is with these movies is that they just they have to they have to set up these worlds and like now they've and now they've you know I think now people are saying that, but like they have to have they have to tie into everything instead of these worlds they have to nod back to thirty other movies you yeah. know oh well the, the, the only experience I had with the multiverse is because spider man like there's a line like that, and you know it's just. Ugh. Anyway, that's what happens when you have these things. Let's go on to the first story. The YouTubers are not okay. This comes from Vox, written by Rebecca Jennings. Prominent YouTubers keep quitting the platform and then coming back. Call it the result of YouTube brain. So YouTube, like every other social network out there, and I guess we could call it one, uh, they, YouTubers are having this issue of, uh, you know, when you, get, when you get really, really good at doing something, like if you get like if i if i did like i did i've done news time for 8 years now 8 or 9 i don't know who cares i've done hundreds of episodes of news Time <laughs> and uh i know i know the beats i want to hit i know how the episodes supposed to look uh or even when i go outside the box that's what you know an episode generally genuinely generally comes to what it's what it's supposed to look like uh same thing for a tv show like the goldbergs I love that show to death and I'm so glad it got renewed for the final 10 season because it cannot last past that because they've built themselves into the eighties. But every single episode is the same. Uh, There's an A story. There's a B story. uh, There's two, two characters in the A story. One character at the end of the act two gets, always gets mad at character uh, uh, two, character number one and storms off. And then in act three, they all, everything concludes with an 80s song. And they and they always say something like along the lines of, ah, you were my best friend, and I can't believe I took you for granted. Or, I love you, Mom. I just wish you would just uh, not be so clingy all the time. You know, things like that. And that's how Goldberg's is always there. I don't think there's one episode that ever es- eschewed that uh, uh, style. If you hear Diners, Drivers, and Dives on the TV, you know it's Friday. <laughs> okay. So, uh, with with that said, YouTube brain is what is what uh, Ms. Jennings is calling it uh, has a, it's the same thing of uh, Twitter brain you know or TikTok brain. You spend too much time on one platform, then you start writing like it, acting like it uh, d- doing all that doing the trends and, and whatnot. And the creators that she's referring to, uh, people I don't know, but these people uh, have are, 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 are experiencing that and uh, you know maybe it's a sign of mental instability. No, it's not, <laughs> but these people are seeing that, and you know they they feel themselves you know getting trapped and sucked into this this form of creating things that uh just doesn't feel like them in the long run and uh we've got people like uh she she writes about Shane Dawson, who used to be a vlogger is he still a vlogger, and then he got in trouble uh, uh with you know in 2020 for doing like racist things uh as as all white men should uh and uh also nick cannon is up there too uh and then and then he took a 15-month hiatus and then he came back in october 2021 with a video called the haunting of shane dawson and has like more updates and ghost theories anyway um but there's a there's a in order like in order to see this in action you can see like if you want a really good understanding of or a hyperbolized version of what this is there's an SNL sketch that has Daniel Kaluuya in it uh that he did with Kyle Mooney called viral video apology and i think they've done this twice now since or once one more time since that uh but it is it is very much like we're going to do pranks and then it turns into like this real thing and it, it just if you really want to get a sense of where they're coming from and and all that stuff. Anyway, it's uh, it's it's what she's getting getting at. in the short of it is that uh, there's a lot of people doing things on YouTube that they become it becomes part of their lives. And maybe don't necessarily believe it in the beginning, but then they start believing it. Uh, it's it's influencers doing stupid things, and and uh, it doesn't really fit their personalities. Um, but yeah. So anyway. YouTube brain is real, just like TikTok brain. You can like those girls that are seeing oh God, what is it called? Uh the um they're seeing uh uh uh, uh videos of people with like oh god, what is it? T- like they had like on TikTok, they're seeing videos of people with ticks, you know, and they're they're moving their hands and they're like uh, Tourette's Tourette's the same people with Tourette's and and uh and then they're developing Tourette's on their own because they're watching all these videos of Tourette's. Uh, And and so it's, uh, yeah, it's a a form of that. Or Twitter, being racist. Hey, Elon Musk. This next one comes from Ariel Shapiro over at The Verge. Bill Simmons is getting a huge promotion at Spotify. He gets a big promotion is what she said. I said huge. Any hoosers. Uh, Spotify has been changing up this podcast approach in the past couple of months. Actually, in the past couple of years, they, obviously, they bought Gimlet and The Ringer, which uh, Bill Simmons was in charge of The Ringer. And now, Spotify, is, after losing a bunch of top execs in the uh, past month, Bill Simmons is going to stay around, and he's going to double down on that job. Spotify. Nova's meowing because she's ready to eat because it is time for her to eat. Uh, Spotify. <laughs> the Ringer. Excuse me, Nova. The ringer uh, is uh, boss, Bill Simmons is going to be heading the International uh, uh, sports part sports brand of Spotify. Yeah uh, Spotify to deal in March with uh, FC Barcelona, Barcelona for naming rights to their stadium and to appear on their jerseys beginning with the regular 2022-2023 uh, season. Sports are big for Spotify CEO Daniel Ek. He unsuccessfully tried to buy Arsenal FC last year. I remember that. I remember that deal. As the company branches out into global sports coverage, more soccer content seems like a given. While Simmons steers Spotify's international sports content, he will also remain the head of the ranker. So he's going to uh, basically be pulling double duty, which I can only assume is going to more more meetings. Not really doing much. He's going to more meetings and spearheading and shepherding things along. I don't know if C. I don't know what CEOs do. Do they do they actually type things out and and like send in faxes? <laughs> but Bill, but Spotify's taking this seriously. They the sports thing at least. I don't know what they're gonna do. Is it gonna be live sports streaming? Is it gonna be uh, audio sports streaming? Like how Sirius XM has. Uh, dedicated channels for the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Mavericks and the Falcons and the Braves and the Hawks and uh, whatever team do I follow on there the Clippers um you gotta get you gotta get the most out of this stuff <laughs> and uh, and they're gonna keep brokering big deals like this or making big deals like this uh, I you know I can't I can't see people wanting to go to Spotify like spot like to watch in order to watch soccer right now you either have to have cable. Uh, And you you can't just have one thing. You've got to have multiple things. So you have to have like Fubo TV. You can get uh, soccer on NBC, Fox Sports South, as well as the regular broadcast channels. Then there's also Paramount Plus, which has exclusive rights to some leagues. And then there's uh, Peacock, which has exclusive rights to some leagues. And then there's ESPN. And uh, who else has it? Uh, I think HBO Max might be getting it at some point. But I'm not entirely sure. So everybody's got their hand in that international Pie, <laughs> and we'll and I I don't but I don't I don't I don't know if this is a lucrative idea for Spotify to chase after. Uh, uh, I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying to have a, a soccer analogy. Uh, they're heading down the pitch,
1: and they're gonna go for the
0: goal. Let's go on to the next story. <laughs> this comes from a Variety, written by Brian Steinberg. PBS Newshour set succession pass for Judy Rudorff. So. This is something I don't tell a lot of people. I watch so I'm going to tell all all 7,000 of my listeners. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. Anyway. Uh Judy Woodruff is an elder statesman when it comes elder statesman. <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to uh, uh to doing the news and she's been with PBS NewsHour for I think since 2016. Or she's been doing it on her own since 2016, and she and Gwen Ifill, uh, who was just another stalwart in the uh, in the public news um, land, fill is what I was going to say, but land. Uh, They both hosted. uh, They were named co-anchors and co-managing editors in 2013. But uh, Judy Woodruff is is the host of. I watch PBS Newshour every day, at least four or five days a week, uh, at six o'clock when it comes on, and I uh, quite enjoy the show it's a very baseline news if there's no it's not it's not very entertaining it can be very boring and quite quite frankly i could fall asleep during episodes but i gotta make dinner uh but now it has been rumored this is not official but that judy is going to leave in early 2023 uh, and amna nawaz and uh, devaz and uh jeff bennett are going to uh be the double anchors uh jeff bennett hosts the PBS NewsHour weekend and Amna, uh, whom I love dearly. I love seeing her. She hosts hosts when Judy's not there. She's also essentially the lead correspondent. But this is great news for PBS NewsHour, keeping it uh, diverse. Uh, And they have... uh, They're both great people. They're both great people. But Judy is about 75 years old. And uh, she's basically going to carry through this to the midterms and... Uh, a lot of people her age tend to mull changes in their career. Andrea Mitchell, also 75, not only contributes to a variety of NBC News reports as its chief foreign affairs and Washington correspondent, but holds down a weekday hour on MSNBC. Leslie Stahl, still he's 80 years old, still hosts. Excuse me, <laughs> that's very rude. Leslie Stahl is a woman. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm thinking of somebody else. Leslie Stahl is 80 and still continues to hold uh, down the uh, 60 minutes for it. Lorne Michaels is 77 and uh, he's got SNL presumably until that ends. Uh, you know, I have a, th- I had, I, re- uh, when I was reading this earlier this week, I believe I, fe- I feel so bad for calling Leslie Stahl a woman. I mean, a man. Damn it. Lorne <laughs> <laughs> Michaels. Uh, I have this, I have this theory that, so SNL's in his 47th season and, uh, and he basically told all of the current cast members to stick around until fifty. I have this theory that there's one of two things might happen. SNL is very popular, and it's kind of like a stalwart on uh, on I love that word on NBC's schedule. No one's been able to topple it, and even if ratings waver, it's gotten a second life thanks to YouTube and TikTok and and and, it be, and online being online. Period. I think that he will retire no matter what at 80, just to get to 50. I think he will retire and then he will. Uh, uh, wait a minute. Oh, The Simpsons are at 37 or 30. Yeah, 37. Okay. Or 34. Okay. I was trying to think like are SNL and The Simpsons the same age? But no, they didn't start in the 70s. Oh, God. I already hate watching this first two seasons now. It's very true. I don't like watching the first two seasons of The Simpsons. Uh, although, FX. They air the episodes basically from they, the FX and Freeform and everybody who airs Family Guy, The Simpsons and Bob's Burgers, including Cartoon Network, they all air them from episode one. And Comedy Central, they do this for uh, 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 Seinfeld and Friends and, and, and The Office. They all air episode one to episode, you know, the last or the most current thing they have. And it pisses me off. Just do blocks. I know how programming works. I work with programming. I've done this for years. Just do blocks. Blocks are easy. You have all these episodes of The Simpsons. You have all these episodes of Family Guy. Bob's Burgers, Friends, The Office. Just do. Oh, uh, this is a uh, Michael's craziest stunts uh, night. You know. Oh, here's, uh, here's here, a here's M- a Mother's Day marathon for Marge and Lois and uh uh uh, uh, uh Linda. It's ridiculous. Just do themed blocks. <laughs> you don't have to do episode one. Episode two, episode three—it's it's, so—it's insane. Nobody watches like that. I've seen, I've seen every, I've seen all those shows enough to go. Uh, yes, this is The Office, and this is how it's supposed to happen. This is Friends. Oh, Ross and Rachel are dating. Ross and Rachel are dating. Oh, uh, Joey's got a job on Days of Our Lives. Oh, Chandler and Monica uh, sneaking around. Now they're not. Phoebe's having babies. Her brother's babies. It's ridiculous. Sometimes I just—and I know, I know. I have all of the streaming options. I have every single streaming option. But I also have YouTube TV. And uh, you can hear dining, diners, drive-ins, and dives right now. Sometimes I just put it on. And I just want to listen and watch. I don't want to have to choose an episode. So listen up, everybody. Stop playing episodes one through whatever. Just go, just, just give me what I need. Give me blocks. I work in television. I know how it is. Anyway, I think Lauren is going to retire at fifty, at fifty seasons when he when he turns eighty. And then uh, the rumor, which I think is which is unfounded, and I don't think is going to work out, uh, is that he's going to pass off the show to Keenan Thompson, which I don't think is going to happen. But I do think it won't it won't be under one person. It will be under like a team of people that he that he really trusts. Uh and uh and I and I quite like that. There's also uh and we're done with this Judy Woodruff story apparently, <laughs> but there's also uh the Second City uh put up a um they they got back together and this comes from the Chicago Chicago Sun Times. I swear to God if this is under uh subscription. Uh <laughs> Second City came back and uh and they have a they now have an advisory board uh and the UCB was it has a generally the same thing uh UCB oh god upright citizens brigade i guess is what i should google upright citizens brigade they were in the news recently uh but you you might know that the past couple of years have not been good for the uh, upright Citizens for for for, for what's it called Uh, improvisational company 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 uh improvisational comedy and um and either the heads of the second city like the heads of these of these uh improv companies were found to be like uh, mistreating people and uh taking their money for no reason or just being like uh, racist or sexist or just being bad at running the companies and they had to shut down uh, a bunch of theaters and everything. And that's just, and truly, I've done episodes of News Time On, I've done episodes of The Constitution's I just go look it up. But there's, uh, they're now coming back, Second City and UCB, Upright Citizens Brigade. And Upright Citizens Brigade was run by Matt Walsh, Amy Poehler, uh, Ian Roberts, and uh, Matt Bronger. Um, and, and then Second City was run by a bunch of other people whose names I, I could care less about. But now, but we know that our our favorite comedians have come out of this, come out of these places, and now they're going to be run by those comedians. People who are, are not run by, but people who can give, point them in the right direction for what comedy should be. And so this comes from Chicago Sun Times, written by Daryl Jevons. This is not, this is something I just thought of, and this is off the cuff. Oh, look, I'm very flexible. Uh, so including. Big time famous people and uh, regular time uh, kind of famous people. We've got Stephen Colbert, Steve Carell, Dwayne Colbert, uh, who's not related to Stephen Colbert. In fact, Dwayne is black. Uh, Tina Fey, Keegan-Michael Key, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, Jane Lynch, Tim Meadows, Peter Marietta, Susie Nakamura, Catherine O'Hara, Sam Richardson, Jeff Richmond, uh, who is Tina Fey's husband, I believe. And uh, Jason Sudeikis and Robin Thede. They're all coming in to help be the advisory board for the second city, the artistic advisory board. So they're going to be able to uh, uh, to not do the day-to day stuff, but to whatever something needs to happen or like a, just something needs to be decided upon, they will or you know they just need to, point, to help point the company in the right direction for diversity and for being funny in general. So that's nice to see. And then we also got uh Mike Rowe from LAist wrote Upright Citizens Brigade sold, reopening under new management. And uh and and we will see uh I remember seeing the memo that uh Amy Poehler and the and the guys wrote facing uh about that the problems they had over the past couple of years and and it was just like a generalized, you know, we're excited to see where they take this, and you know, the blah blah blah. So anyway, we couldn't we couldn't handle it ourselves and all that stuff. So it's it's good to see Second City uh, and Upright Citizen Brigade go to different ways. Okay, let's go on. Let's continue moving. Uh, I want to jump ahead to this story. This comes from the Hollywood Reporter. Alex Weprin. Crackle owner Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment to acquire Redbox. I did not know Crackle was owned by somebody else that wasn't Sony. I've been thinking it was Sony for the, I guess, as long as uh, it was Sony. But now Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment, which is yes, based on the book series, <laughs> has a three hundred and seventy-five million all-stock merger that includes the assumption of Redbox's three hundred and twenty-five million dollars debt and fifty million dollars in Chicken Soup for the Soul stock. While there's no indication that the DVD kiosk will be disappearing in the near future, in fact, the company's tatted to future growth in DVDs thanks to a slate of big-budget blockbuster movies this year and a statement announcing the deal, Chicken Soup for the Soul, indicated... Can we just call it Chicken Soup? The deal was really about further expanding its uh, footprint in free ad-supported streaming video. So, Crackle is free. You have to watch it with ads. And it is... It, I, I think I mentioned this last week. The worst app. The worst the, out of all of them. To be... Was Tubi was in the free sector and Pluto's in the free sector as well. They're both in the free sector, and and now we have Amazon Freebie. Uh, the thing is, <laughs> two of those, all all three of them are Freebie is run by Amazon, so it's gonna have at least a decent base, even though Amazon Prime is the worst out of all the the premium streamers. And then, uh, Pluto has really stepped it up in the past couple of years. And when Fox bought Tubi, I mean, it just became better acquisitions for them as well so uh i don't understand why crackle is so bad so stinking bad but Redbox does have a streaming platform, streaming service, and you can go onto the Redbox app and you can rent movies. Uh, And I think you can even buy them. And the same thing for the AMC uh, Theaters app. You can buy movies on the AMC Theaters app. I don't know why you would because it does not connect to movies anywhere or Voodoo or anything. So don't buy your movies there. Buy your movies on iTunes and uh, Redbox and Voodoo and Google Play and Amazon. Don't buy your movies somewhere where it's going to be locked into an ecosystem like that. It's ridiculous. Uh... And so now oh Nova's coming over here again. <laughs> and uh and so I get I, my my guess would be that with the f- the people who already use Redbox and who consistently use it uh because internet is still not available I think the infrastructure plan uh was signed into effect with the with the internet and uh Comcast and Google and AT&T and you know all those people are going to get together and do uh and try to provide internet to the middle americas where it's hard to get fast speed internet, high speed internet. Uh, But I, I, you know, I can, I can only assume that Redbox DVDs are still doing well in places like that. I know there are parts of Atlanta where there are a lot of kiosks. And and I think there's only one near me uh, at Pond City Market um, at a CVS at Pond City Market. And, you know, I used to love Redbox. I love it so much because it was just easy to go there, pay a dollar, rent a movie, pay $5, rent a game. Uh, watch it, play it, and then do whatever. Uh, She just bit me. (laughs) I know, she's very hungry. I'm trying to rush through this, don't worry. So, uh, if anything, I think what they should do is merge the Redbox stream. They should merge Crackle into Redbox streaming. Do not use Crackle. They should merge Crackle into Redbox streaming. And uh, it's the only place you can watch uh, The Critic, which is insane. I was thinking about The Critic earlier this week, and I Googled it. And uh, guess what? It said Crackle. And I was like, no, I'm not going to watch it on Crackle. And I tried to buy the DVDs, and I couldn't. <laughs> I tried to buy it digitally, and it was too expensive. Anyway, I do see that uh, it's going to – hold on, let's see. Chicken Soup for the Soul, Meanwhile, has re entered itself. Around streaming through Crackle, which it acquired from Sony in 2019. Oh, and popcorn flicks. Now it is betting that Redbox nascent streaming offering combined with its loyalty program. And yes, the DVD kiosk can propel it forward to a streaming market, saturated with increasingly expensive paid offerings. Even in a recession, uh, the CEO said on a conference call about the big deal. Uh, Yeah, it's, yeah, just, I I would think, you know, do what HBO Max is doing. Put everything into one and uh, and. And then, you know, go off by name there. Redbox is a good name. And I still like Redbox a lot. Uh, I haven't been there in years. And I have no reason to. But I do appreciate what it's doing. All right, let's go to the next thing. Uh, the CW... Oh, that's why I structured this like this. Okay, all right. Well, this one should have came first. The CW had a bunch of cancellations recently. And uh, we can blame it all on... They say... This is coming from Leslie Goldberg. But I... She says streaming. I say blame it on corporate. Uh, but I love corporate. I love the corporate structure. I love it so much. Please keep me <laughs> mad about the CW's cancellations. Blame streaming, but also its unusual corporate structure. So CW came about in 2006. Obviously, it was a joint venture. Be- oh, well, not obviously. Uh, it, t- it took over the spot for the, du- the WWWB. <laughs> uh, I love Michigan J Frog. How is he racist? I don't know. Anyway, I uh, took over for, and don't send me letters, and he took over for uh, the UPN and w, uh, WB, uh, and it's owned by Warner Bros. TV and CBS Studios. Uh, it was a good way for them to just basically dump shows <laughs> that nobody was, that, that would get like a decent following, but nobody was going to be ravenous over. Uh, but they did have shows people were ravenous over. They had shows like uh, uh, the, the Vampire Diaries and Riverdale and uh, and... A show I was raving. It's over, crazy ass girlfriend, but a lot of these shows have been canceled. They canceled more than 10 shows and removed, renewed eight as its total volume of originals slid to its lowest level since 2012, uh, which is interesting because they did just expand to seven days a week of primetime programming. So take that as you will. But, Firecom CBS, and now Warren Bros. Discovery are basically calling it quits. They are looking to sell the network, and uh, as as it stands, they are canceling. <laughs> CW is like, all right, we need some money, and they had to cancel a bunch of shows, including three uh, DC shows that it canceled. But I guess it picked up. It picked up The Flash for one more season, uh, which I can only assume is going to be its last, because uh, I don't think anybody likes doing that show anymore. And uh, they picked up Gotham Knights and one more show. I don't remember. But they did cancel Batwoman, uh, Legends, and uh, the other one. There's one more. Anyway, anyway. CW was never profitable. uh, But it made money in foreign sales and with that Netflix output deal, wherein that... After two or three weeks after this, two weeks after the season ended, like a season of the show ended, those shows would go to Netflix. But now they're all going to other places. The DC shows were probably going to HBO Max and uh, the other shows are probably going to go somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So then why did the CW clean house this season. The blame isn't squarely on CEO Mark Pedowitz. I, I I do like Mark Pedowitz because he did give Crazy Ass Girlfriend all four seasons that it needed. Uh, Broadcast is long run and network. Topper reports to a board comprised of execs from Warner's and CBS Studios, who for years have played a vital role in programming decisions. For example, while Dynasty has had the distinction of being broadcast's lowest rated scripted series for years, revenue from the reboot's international sales and the Netflix deal kept it on air for far longer than its linear numbers deserved so after five seasons of living life on the bubble that included a wild history of casting changes why did time run out on dynasty and so many other cdw favorites and i the foreign sales are a big thing because if you have a show let's say you have a show from uh israel or if you have a show from you know england from from the from jolly old england oh my god <laughs> you have a show from over there i'll do an israeli exit next uh until <laughs> in private <laughs> you have you have a show from 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 those areas india from uh, uh north south korea which north korea <laughs> uh, What was a north korean import show look like that was a family guy cut away you missed it <laughs> uh anyway it, but if you have those shows and they do super well over here like a show like this way up or a show like catastrophe then uh it's it's lucrative to have those in your back pocket on your streaming service or on your network uh and the same goes you know for american shows over, over overseas you know brooklyn 99 uh did what does well overseas on netflix uh and it and you know shows that are on hulu here do well on disney plus hot star over there you know what have you Okay, so blame streaming and mergers and the CW's impending sale. So it's an amalgamation of those three things uh, that pretty much anybody who's been paying attention can definitely see. Uh, the Warner's wants to put the uh, Disco- Warner Bros. Discovery wants to put. I did not roll my eyes. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Warner Bros. Discovery wants to put all of their shows on HBO Max, and then Paramount wants to put everything on Paramount Plus. Does that say Viacom CBS earlier? They changed their name to Paramount. Like, I I know I've discussed this, but <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay, so most of the originals that got the access year were shows that long outlived their welcome and would have been canceled at networks that weren't governed by two studios who were making money on them. So if Nextstar buys the network, it doesn't matter if uh, shows like Dynasty make money for the studios because it doesn't rate on linear. It doesn't have a lot of viewers. If it has less than, you know, those, the CW has less than a million, million two million viewers for every show. You know, it used to be 11 million per. uh, Not and not just for CW, but for like everything. You know, Friends, you would and you would see like uh, in Seinfeld, you'd see like 16 million if you look at old ratings and things. And then if a show dipped below 10, then that's when it would be canceled. And now it's just like you're lucky to get three for The Simpsons. (laughs) Lucky to get five. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anyway, sources say uh, so. Shows that were canceled include. Legends, uh, legends, and legacies, along with Charmed, In the Dark, Roswell, New Mexico, uh, they were all part of the Netflix output deal. And since that deal is essentially over, X. You know, and I don't, I don't think the Charmed, the Charmed reboot. Uh, I don't think the original actresses liked it in the first place. It's not like they. They weren't. It's because they weren't asked to be a part of it. They never said anything racist because it was a diverse thing, uh, but uh, they definitely were not asked to be a part of it. And they did. They took. They took to Twitter to let you know. Uh, but now there's three new series pickups, including Gotham Knights, Walker Independence, which is I guess a spinoff for Walker Texas Ranger, and a supernatural prequel, prequel called The Winchesters. Uh, but all three of the CW's eleven scripted shows, but all, all, but three of the uh, CW's eleven scripted shows, The Flash. All American in Riverdale will be able to stream on the CW's website and streaming app. Sources say the network's robust streaming platform has been the particular interest of the CW suitors, including Nextstar. Uh I don't say I wouldn't say it's robust. CW and it's two different ones. It's CW and CW Seed, and I and I just don't. And using two different apps is so stupid. Uh, and I, th- I actually I think it's I think you switch between both sides of the app. Anyway, it's very dumb. Like imagine going. I want to watch uh, an HBO show, and then having to physically go to a switch, like because you're watching a Cartoon Network show, and then like press a switch on the thing, and it goes bloop, boop, and now it's on Cartoon, it's on the HBO side, uh, which I understand that you know it could be a menu thing, but still, anyway, it's stupid. Affiliates have complained for years about the CW's increased digital presence as companies like Nextstar do not receive revenue from those platforms. However, should Nextstar actually own the CW, that's digital money in the bank. It also doesn't hurt that the CW's foreign acquisitions featuring the likes of Patrick Dempsey, Brendan Fraser, and Freddie Highmore in unscripted fare like Whose Line Is It Anyway and all those comedy shows they have, which suck. Uh, also have stacking rights lined up at CW Seed. In short, it's all part of Warner's and CW, uh, CBS Studios' cutting bait in an effort to make the CW more appealing to would-be buyers. So yeah, and also CW Seed and CW App are free, but it's there's no point in watching it. I mean, I mean, downloading it all. Okay, so now continuing on with the uh, uh, the, the streaming thoughts. This one comes from Caitlin Huston over at the Hollywood Reporter. Netflix tells employees to spend to quote spend our members' money wisely in new memo. And the memo is a memo about uh, uh, culture. It's so like it, it doesn't make sense. They, you know, Netflix was on a spending spree for the past ten years for this stuff, and and now they're they're like, uh, okay, maybe we should tighten the belt because we're being kind of stupid. This is what happens when we throw paint at the wall for so long. The employee directive comes in an updated culture memo by the company Thursday. Under the judgment section of the memo, Netflix tells employees to spend our members' money wisely, phrasing that the company used in the 2018 letter to shareholders but has not formalized for staff until now. In this this same memo, they go, but avoid rules, you know? (laughs) Which is so stupid. Netflix attributed uh, 200,000 subscriber loss to account sharing and the pandemic and increased competition from its rivals. Uh, But they are basically having trouble uh, landing everything. And now we've got an ad-supported section of uh, Netflix coming later this year. It was supposed to be next year, but it might be coming sooner. Uh, And, you know, I – okay, here's the thing. Uh, and I mean, I guess it's because I'm a person who has, again, YouTube TV uh, and, and uh, you know, I don't mind ads, you know, listen to podcasts, there's ads and stuff like that. But if there's too many. There's there's an issue uh, when you Netflix is the biggest streaming company, probably one of the biggest entertainment companies in the world. It is allowed to have if it wants to do ad supported stuff. Then let it have ad supported stuff you don't have to pay for it you know that's why that's why you pay the that's why you pay for the the better version if they want to do if that cheapest if the cheapest tier they have is five dollars or eight dollars uh for the ad supported and they have and it's ads and you get like one ad before a show and one ad after a show or one ad during a show by all means whatever <laughs> its you' you're spending five dollars you don't have to you know they give you the options. Peacock, Paramount Plus. They give you the options to spend, or and, and HBO Max. They give you the options to spend more money. And if you don't want to spend more money, then buy it. Buy stuff. If you, if your problem is watching ads and something's free or cheap, and uh, and, and you're like, I can't, like I can't, I can't do this. Then uh, you need to worry about other stuff than doing the ad thing. Okay, she's crying. I got to hurry this up. Um so Netflix Nova stop. Come here. Uh Netflix says is uh this talk of cutting backs is is uh not Netflix said this, but the talk of cutting back on costs uh has caused worry among employees at Netflix who have seen a slowdown in hiring and fear future layoffs. Uh I you know I don't know if Netflix has always been the same size company it's always been, but uh, it's 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 interesting to see a uh, the like even the biggest company in the world, in, including Disney, you know, struggle with uh, this these the things that that their adversaries would usually have to deal with. Uh, yes, Nova, you're going to get fed in less than ten minutes. Uh, so, yeah, I I would I want to see how they navigate this, and uh, I think it you know in fact. I don't think it comes from, you know, cutting back on shows and everything, and and movies and, su- and such. I, I think it'll come from, you know, not wasting time on acquisitions. Don't try to buy Seinfeld or Friends or any of that stuff, and really putting time and effort into what you have. You know, it shows that were canceled, like Meghan Markle's show Pearl. That show, you put Meghan Markle's name on it. It's still I think it's gonna it, it would have pulled in uh, a lot of a lot of viewers. Uh, who were who would just like her Uh, and you know if you if you can double down on what you have now and say okay uh, lock and key that's a show that that people see instead of just canceling things for arbitrary reasons like uh, it wasn't talked about on twitter for you know three days straight or something like that and yeah so anyway not everything is going to be stranger things they should really start understanding that not everything is going to be like the other shows that they have. Sometimes things are just going to have cult fandoms. Like uh um oh god, what is that show that the uh the Matrix people did, Sense8. Like Sense8, Sense8 they canceled Sense8 and there was an a fervor because it's an LGBTQ show and uh and a darn good one, but it was like a good sci-fi show that people really loved that had a lot of representation. Then they cancel it and then, you know, everybody there's an uproar for it. Yeah, people signing a petition and everything but then uh that they had they made a movie they said all right you know what you know what? here's you'll we'll get you we'll get you be able to finish this in the movie just ridiculous but continuing off of streaming this comes from The Hollywood reporter written by Alex Weprin, Jay Clara Chan and Caitlin Huston streaming TV's ne- next battlefront Colin free services seize their moment oh God <laughs> this is really struggling man I'm worried about Nova. i got to finish the show. The show is more important. Just kidding. Could Netflix's pain be someone else's game? A number of entertainment companies are counting on exactly that. I'm reading the article. Because I don't speak like this. As consumers grapple with higher subscription costs and with more subscription video offerings than ever, these companies and the free ad-supported streaming space, also known as FAST, think their time is now. I'm talking about things we we already noted. Pluto TV owned by Paramount, Tubi TV, owned by Fox Corp, Freevee owned by Amazon, and Peacock's Free Tier, which is owned by NBC Universal, as well as Roku Channel, which you can only get if you have Roku, or if you have uh, a mobile device, or the internet. You can't, there's no app. Anyway, the services have a lot, a lot of stuff on offer, and and, uh, you know what? Some of them, including Amazon Freebie and Tubi and Roku, they have their uh, own programming as well. You can watch a Bosch uh, sequel series on on Amazon Freebie. You can watch all of the um, Quibi stuff on Roku channel. You can watch uh, that cartoon show where uh, Pete Davidson and um, Willie, Woody Harrelson and um, John Goodman, their cartoon characters, in get high or something. Uh, so you can watch all of those shows on those free streaming services, stream platforms, and all you have to do is deal with like two or three minutes of that. So, you know, like a regular TV used to be. Uh, And it's a way – those those make for a good way to – not just like the shows, the originals and movies and stuff like that, but it makes for a good way to reach – being free makes for a good way to reach uh, people you know really wouldn't get. Tubi says it's reached 51 million active users. Pluto says 67.5 million users. Roku says 80 million by the end of 2021. I don't know if that's true. Um, for Roku at least because I can see 2B and Pluto TV being used. I can see Pluto TV being used because Pluto TV is quite frankly just amazing Uh, with the exception of uh, I think every time I log in via Xbox or PlayStation or Google Chromecast or the iPad or my phone, every single time I'm logged into it, uh, it logs me out no matter what. Free streamers, flagship arsenals. So there is, uh, there are standout series on every single one of these platforms. For Freebie, there's Bosch Legacy, but there's... Bosch Legacy. There's Bosch Legacy, but there's also uh, Judy Justice, which is the next uh, Judge Judy show. There's also a show called America's Test Kitchen, Test Kitchen, The Next Generation. Now, I watch America's Test Kitchen. I did not know the show existed. Uh, I will not use Amazon Freebie, though. Or Amazon Freebie. <laughs> um, Peacock, for now, has Yellowstone. I, bl- I think after... Uh, and bel-air i think shows i think peacock i think yellowstone will head to paramount uh, as soon as they possibly can uh, as soon as paramount can get it pluto tv's got entire cbs catalogs and classic tv shows as well as star trek which is i think on every streaming service and then roku <laughs> roku's got uh the Quippy stuff including kevin hart's die Hard and uh, uh martha stewart and emerald agassi programming okay And then Tubi's got the Freak Brothers. That's what that show is called. But it also has uh, Fox shows that you can find for free, like The Masked Singer, on Tubi. Uh, 34% of... This is found by Deliot, which is an analyst company. (laughs) Found that 34% of U.S. consumers would prefer a free streaming service that had 12 minutes of ads per hour. By contrast, only 25% of consumers say they prefer a streaming service that cost $6 a month, but had six uh, minutes of ads per hour. It's funny, people spent the past 10 years trying to get away from ads, and now they're jumping back on, like, oh, well, if it's cheaper, it's for free. Well, yeah, that's the direction it was going in the first place. Uh, and, and, you know, Amazon is promoting Freevee like, constantly now, even though they, they changed the name from IMDb TV to Freevi, and, uh which is a stupid name, but it's, uh, and same thing for Roku Channel. Roku's been, you know, spearheading new new shows new movies for for this and they're really really looking into how again i think it kind of goes back to and you know what yeah i think it goes back to like middle america where there are still red boxes and people are ready to uh they're not ready to to give up dvds because they don't have the internet infrastructure but then again if those same people don't want to spend 15 dollars a month on hbo max and they don't want to spend 20 dollars a month on 4k you know netflix streaming and all they can afford is you know or, or even want to buy it's not even about affording it's about wanting to buy like they want to get disney for their kids uh and they want to get uh uh the eight dollar streaming in netflix because they're the only person who's going to use it and then they they go okay well here's peacock is free and tubi is free and and uh, I have a Roku, so my Roku channels—I got that stuff, and then I got whatever Pluto TV is. That's a, and they're and then what they're spending less than twenty dollars a month, and so that is where that can go. That's where that niche fits in. Every there's there's a different levels for everybody. Not everybody's going to spend uh, an untold amount of money on streaming services every <laughs> every month, but you know, there's people who just want to you know just watch Sanford and Son or Sanford the the sequel series is Sanford and Son, which is a real show and it's not good. Sanford sounds great. Sanford, not. Because <laughs> Son left. <laughs> um, majority of direct-to-consumer value at Paramount remains with Paramount Plus, while Pluto, as well as Showtime, showed, quote, softness in their net user ads of the first quarter. Uh, Pluto TV viewing hours have gone up. Free V's got original movies. We're just seeing increases year over year, and it's great. Listen, if you like what you heard here, and you want to hear more of me talk about this, <laughs> head on over to the website, cpluscomedy.com. You can see me talk to your favorite comedians and comedy-adjacent people. Uh, I'm double-checking to see if I actually have... Uh, there's, there's a couple of interviews supposed to be set up. Um, but... Uh, I don't think it's happening this week. It'll probably happen next week because today is Friday. Any Hoosers head over to the website, cpluscomedy.com, where I can uh, where I do all that stuff. If you want to see a video version of this show, youtube.com slash cpluscomedy. You can see me. You can hear Nova in the background. You can hear Diners driving the dives. You can see those Tide Pods I just bought on my kitchen table along with my uh, multivitamins, which costs $30. <sighs> And you can see a shirt that my friend bought me for Christmas one year. As well as uh, News Time, which is our premiere show, uh, I promise there are two episodes literally just sitting on my computer that I need to put out. And also I have two episodes I need to write uh, and shoot. So hopefully by Monday next week, (laughs) we'll see what happens. (laughs) Uh. Um, Those will be out. But uh, yeah, anyway and uh, and one was time sensitive <laughs> one was the met gala but whatever who cares any hoosers uh instagram twitter at c comedy facebook wait instagram and twitter at chat black white facebook uh there's a group like us on facebook rate review subscribe this show wherever you get your podcasts thank you for listening i already armed the recorder so this is going out now here we go